Welcome to the no slingshot zone. <laughs> That's, okay. What yeah. The, okay, sure. It is, yeah, a, it is an S. <laughs> <laughs> but today we're talking about Team Sonic Racing, the third entry in the Sumo Sonic Racing games, but this time it's all Sonic and none of the other Sega characters that people forgot. Oops, all Sonic. We removed I.I. And Team and Fortress added, 2. <laughs> and added... Uh, Danica Patrick is nowhere to be found. Uh, thank goodness. <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph. More like Vector the Alligator. Yeah. I.I. and added uh, Omega, I guess. There's, I can't think of anything. Omega's definitely the direct replacement for I.I. It was, it was one or the other. You can't have both. Uh, I think I think it was actually Big the Cat. Is the replacement for Vector? I, I mean, mean <laughs> Big the Cat was in the first All Stars Racing, so I'm inclined to okay not use him. This game is fully voice acted for some reason, <laughs> like entirely. Yeah, I guess that's a thing that like I'm not the only one totally annoyed by. I guess did, did that did that phrasing come out right? Uh, uh, I, you actually you, you cut out, and... so I actually didn't hear the phrasing. Yeah, not totally offended by. I don't know. I. I like it, kind of. I don't mind the concept of it being fully voice acted, but this is the Sonic voice cast that I have, like, the least attachment to, and Eggman, as far as I've gotten into the story, is really nowhere to be found, and he's the only voice actor that I like at this point. Yeah, you have to wait a while. It... I mean, the, the reason you're not, like, really used to the voice cast is you barely get to hear it because it's, like, only Sonic and Tails and... This is like the first. This is basically the first game since Sonic Free Riders that you get to hear this cast again. I mean, there was kind of like the little speech blurbs of Colors DS, but and some in Generations, but like yeah, it was really limited in those games. This is this is the only ensemble cast since Free Riders, and it's really disheartening when you think about it. I think that if this was the last major like sonic game i mean i know apparently we're getting a new thing and they've announced it so whatever whatever Mm. but if this was like the last major sonic game i don't actually think that it would be like a terrible send-off point because Mm -hmm. they do bring the whole cast together it is a racing game which is kind of weird but like i think that weird spin-offs are important to sonic enough that i don't think that's a bad (laughs) way for him to go out and then i like i think the game the, the game makes, like, all these neat little callbacks. Like, Omochao is a playable character. That's hilarious. <laughs> and you get people from all across, like, Sonic's history as, as playable characters as well. We'll talk about the cast a little more in a minute. But I actually think that if this was designed to be, like, the, the capstone, I think is the right word, for the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise, I don't think it would be a bad one. Okay. I wouldn't be completely offended, but there's, like, a few things in the roster I would kind of wish they did differently but they should do it like doctor who where sonic dies and then comes back to life but he's he's visibly like a little bit different you mean he's just classic sonic he's just boom sonic yeah or boom sonic (laughs) that's a good one too he comes back to life and he's wearing a scarf now (laughs) that is not even the comparison i thought you were gonna make but he's like oh he's a time lord like what (laughs) (laughs) they i mean you know do do like like real send offs, like in universe to the to the characters or to the And it's just him flashing back to every character he's ever met saying his name over and over again. <laughs> it's just a flashback to all the times Tails said wait up. <laughs> oh my Terrible. god. I'm gonna miss not waiting up for Tails. <laughs> Wait, never mind never mind. Um, oh Tails. 
you guys know that Roger Craig Smith is not off the he's he's Sonic again, right? Yes, for better or for worse. I mean, like I said, I, I have become very detached from the voice <laughs> actors, like basically ever since like I'd say Unleashed is the last time I gave a shit about the voice acting. <laughs> yeah. So right before Roger Craig Smith joined. Yeah, I was gonna say that is right before he joined, right? His his uh, voice has grown Black on Knight, me. but his voice has grown on me, but mostly for Boom Sonic specifically. Yeah. And Boom Sonic feels voiced slightly differently than yeah, I do agree Sonic. With that. And I, I actually there's a bit more cockiness and self awareness. I would feel like yeah, he seems not just like haha, I am Sonic. He seems like more comfortable <laughs> in the role, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because cockiness and self awareness was like one of the core character traits of the original Sonic. Uh, you mean uh-huh. like the first Sonic? The first Sonic, yeah. I don't think self-awareness was. Yeah, maybe not self-awareness. Like, he seems pretty, I don't know, single-minded <laughs> and first-person. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, like, like cockiness and general disregard. <laughs> yeah. The the word they used back then was attitude. Oh, that's that, that's different. Attitude is like kind of being a little rude and being like a little sassy, <laughs> which he is also. But I think that like the yeah. actions that he takes in the games, I don't know. If we look into like the the gameplay narrative mm-hmm. harm, harmony in these games, which I think is a bit much. But I don't know. It like I think that the character in Boom is definitely a different character, and I think that he fits the role better. Yeah. So, yeah, like, in but... the, in this case, we're back to, like, I don't know, Sonic sounds a little weird, and then everyone else doesn't quite sound like I remember them. So, in my head, like, it's hard to identify them as these characters that I previously liked. And then yeah. Big the Cat is also mm-hmm. there, so it's like, I just stopped caring, because <laughs> you, you run into well, Big the Cat pretty often early on in the game. I do. Well, let's just like... talk about that roster. Yeah, let's I, just go ahead and go for it. <laughs> I want to say one last thing, which is I do think Tails' voice actor specifically is, like, the only good one he's ever had. Or the if if not good, then the closest we've had to good ever. Uh, I'm inclined to slightly agree with that. Yeah, I, I don't think you're wrong. Because most of the time he was just voiced by an actual child. Yeah. Yeah, and then also the voice acting direction was like really bad in all those games where he's voiced. Yeah. So mm-hmm. those two things combined leaves Tails not doing the best in terms of his voice delivery. Anyway, let's let's go off of these uh, characters. They're all like formed in like groups of teams of three it's like king mm-hmm. of fighters yeah now I play or king sonic of heroes it's, uh, it's like king of fighters yeah so first we've got you know basically team sonic which you know sonic tails and knuckles why else you know yeah yeah pretty basic knuckles is definitely friends with those two yes i do love there is a- no master emerald in bossing saying i do love every time <laughs> knuckles gets paired with sonic and tails and the the narrative is just like we have to pretend they like each other. I'm the greatest treasure hunter. They're just like, let's go get <laughs> Knuckles. He doesn't do anything. He's not anymore. doing anything right now. We yeah. don't have a we don't have a third friend. The closest thing we have is Knuckles. So they just go to Angel Island while Knuckles just sitting on sitting next to the altar stone out of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> they put him in a car and he's like, "Where am I?" <laughs> <laughs> That's how he is in Sonic Riders. Basically, they they do just like put his ass in the car and then he's like, "I guess I'm riding now." <laughs> <laughs> but next we have Team Rose, and this is where things get a little weird. So you've got Amy and Big, which is pretty standard. But instead of having Cream the Rabbit, you have a a group of Chow, which is you know Omo Chow, a neutral Chow, Hero Chow, and Dark Chow, and 
whenever they speak, it's usually a voice line from Omo Chow or just like a stock Chow sound from like Adventure Two. Yeah, they're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, I kind of miss Korean the Rabbit, but I guess it's I, at the same time, I'm kind of glad they decided to bring Big back because it almost felt like they were never gonna bring him back, and that's not necessarily without good reason. Yeah, I was gonna say I wouldn't <laughs> if Big was the last character that we kind of just dropped off the face of the earth. Wouldn't mind too much. Yeah. But uh, I was actually I was actually sh- uh, playing this game in front of people the other day, uh, and and I looked at the Chow character and, and I was like, they are babies, and <laughs> my friend was like, and they're driving. <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny thing is, they're just kind of like sitting there. It doesn't look like they're driving. Like maybe Omo Chow actually has like a driver because he's yeah. like separate from the rest of them. But it's I still think like... Omo Chow is the driver. I think the other Chow are like the like tech team. They handle the. <laughs> it's. It's like a little Starship Enterprise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, like, change the tires when they need to, and they adjust, like, the, uh, you know, like, they shift gears when they need to. <laughs> oh, man. The Dark o- Chow, operate, activate the photon thrusters. I've never watched Star Trek. Well, and something I realized <laughs> I uh, is that none of the Chow are actually babies in the Chow team. They're all adult well, Chow. technically, the neutral chow is because if it was an adult neutral chow they'd have an orange ball and green highlights but like i'm not gonna Ah. be that guy even though i was just (laughs) being that guy because i put too much hours in sonic adventure 2 no that's that's good that's a detail i did not pick up on (laughs) i think that was the appropriate level of um actually (laughs) yeah i did just say an incorrect thing and you corrected me uh in in a podcast setting in which the things we say ought to be correct I don't, okay. Yeah. Before we let that linger, I will say I take no responsibility for the things that I say on this podcast. <laughs> anyway, that is Team Rose. <laughs> I, I, I do. Take... <laughs> I do like that we have Chow. I kind of wish they were their own Chow team. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And they that, have like the mechs nice. from Sonic Adventure Two that are like playable. Yeah. And the, yeah, that. Oh, cool. absolutely. But I think this is a fine way to handle the Chow. Now we have another anomaly. I don't know how to list this team, so I'll just list the members. We've yeah. got Blaze, Silver, and Vector. And I like Vector, but Lord, I wish there was Espio and Charmy. <laughs> or like Espio and Mighty. Yeah, I I feel like they were They like... could have put Mighty with like Silver and Blaze for all I care. And and this is the problem where they were like, okay, we want Team Future, right? Or alternate dimension, depending on your your canon. Yeah, it's it's funky. So we got Blaze and Silver, and they're obviously they're a team. Who's the third person? Oh shit, Marine the Raccoon. We need a power character. Yeah, Marine. <laughs> actually, it should have been Marine the Mar- the Raccoon. It should have been Marine, but she wouldn't really. She doesn't really like. She doesn't have a power. license. But Blaze could be the power. <laughs> she doesn't have a license. I'm pretty sure she lost it. I don't think any of these animals have licenses. I don't think they're legal U.S. citizens. Sonic for sure is illegal. <laughs> Marine is canonically a child, though. So, like... So is Tails. That's, you know Amy. what? That's fair. Yeah, I think Sonic is, like, 16, actually. So well. he can drive, but just barely. <laughs> He's on thin ice. He's getting his learner's permit. Is there like a legal age limit for driving if you're doing it for sport? Um, I feel like if anything, it's got to be more restrictive, right? Mm, I mean, kids are allowed to like use guns for sports, so that's true. I mean, go karts are one thing, but like like uh, r- like race cars, you know? Yeah, but like I don't know if you even need like a license to drive for sport, you know? Like, do you need a license to be a NASCAR driver? 
I don't know. I'll look this up. You guys keep talking. I'll look this I, up. I was looking it up. I, I think I read it. With, you could be 14. Jesus. You could be 14 and be a NASCAR racer? Well, it says just it's for the Sports Car Club of America. Yeah, exactly. Because like kids in high school are allowed to do tons of these sports that like normally would be restricted to adults. So I feel like driving is in the same category. Like you can you can do like skeet shooting as a kid. Oh so. man. I mean, you'll need a you'll like need some parents' permission, but yeah. Yeah. So Sonic definitely allowed to be a sports driver. Yeah, Sonic doesn't have parents. But Amy, Amy and Tails probably not. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Vector being on Blaze and Silver's team doesn't make any goddamn sense. Uh, <laughs> I do. Whoa. I do. Think, I do think. Goddamn. <laughs> I do think that because he is bright green, he fits their color palette. Like the muted purple and like That's the, true, yeah. the dull like gray of silver, like contrast well with his bright green. But it is a very peculiar like plot. But it's it's like it's like who else would you pair with them? You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, because they're they're very much a duo. Yeah, we yeah. have to like, like they add... just tacked on Amy in um, Heroes. Wait, they're... or not Heroes? Oh six. Oh, okay. I was like, they tacked on Amy in yeah. Heroes. I was gonna say I could see like Omega because Omega is in the future, but Omega is clearly a part of somebody else's team. What if it was Classic Sonic and they're like the time displacement team? Oh God, that that would hurt me. <laughs> I kind of wish they did just like they just did like a classic team. Like they could have done. A, there was a lot of opportunities for DLC that they just did not take take advantage of. It'd be cool if we had like classic Sonic and Ray and Mighty as a team. Oh yeah, that's oh true. yeah, I'd, I'd be down with that. Uh, did this did this game come out after uh, Sonic Mania Plus? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. I, I think it did. So theoretically, it's like, feasible for them to have Mighty and Ray Mighty were and in Ray in, yeah. in the like zeitgeist of Sonic. Yeah, I, I do want to say I really like Blaze in this game, especially since it kind of characterizes her as someone who hates heights. Oh <laughs> yeah, that, that is interesting. <laughs> I, I didn't it even is, notice that. I think there is a I'm gonna say Ludo narrative dissonance because she mechanically can glide in Sonic Rush. Gliding and flying are different. She glides at a lower level than Sonic jumps. That's true. Yeah, I think I, I could be wrong. Again, she does I don't... what she has to do to protect the Soul Emeralds. I just, I just—that's that's true would... too. She is trying to save the entire planet when she's flying over gaps. <laughs> that's true. But you would think she would be more comfortable with heights, given the fact that she can slow her descent at will. I mean, I'm really tall, and I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> I mean, I think the fact that she can slow descent, like, maybe alleviates it a little bit more than yeah. versus in a high-speed car. I, yeah, I guess in a car it's a little worse, because there's not much you can do there. Uh, Sonic Mania Plus was released July 2018. Sonic Team Racing was May 2019. Okay. So there's definitely, like, enough... There was enough time, and especially the teams were probably coordinating at least a little bit, uh, license-wise. Uh, yeah. Maybe. I... I highly doubt there was much back and forth between those teams other than, like, I guess, knowing I guess that between, a Sonic game was coming out, you know what I between mean? Between the Mania team and the Team Sonic Racing team specifically, probably no. But... Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, the, like <laughs> the, the Sonic Mania team is, like, very, very specific, and yeah. the Sonic Team Racing team is an other kind of very specific. <laughs> but they both ha they probably shared an overseer, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there was some over oversight at Sega, yeah. but... What, what I'm getting at is I don't think that, like, they were planning their DLCs together necessarily. Yeah, no, absolutely not. But, yeah, I do um, think that, like, 
there there was opportunities for other additions, but we're not entirely through the roster. So yeah. right, you mentioned Omega, and the next team is Team Dark, which I'm really happy that Omega is back because I love Omega. Though I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of his uh, voice in this. Um, he's a worthless consumer model. <laughs> what? <laughs> but like, I love him. I mean, yeah, you know, obviously we got Shadow and Rouge as well. Yeah, they they're just the team from Heroes like Sonics. You know, uh, yeah. Can I bring back this old myth that no one's going to remember? Yes, <laughs> go please ahead. do. The emo, the tits, and the Dalek. I yeah, do remember this bit. I know that one. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they're nice. Are they nice? They seem kind of rude. I mean, <laughs> if it weren't for Sonic 06, I probably wouldn't like this 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 pairing as much. This traring. Traring. Them. Trio? Um, Trio, yeah. <laughs> this traring. I do like Rouge and Shadow's um, interactions okay. in games where they both exist post Heroes, which is what like a f- like three games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it it solidifies them more as a team. One of which we haven't even played. <laughs> I think Sonic Battle does a lot for Shadow and Rouge's yeah. relationship. Sonic Battle in particular was what I was thinking about. Oh, I guess that does come after Heroes. It, yeah. Like, so it was released right before Heroes, but like. In the concept of canon, it's very, very difficult to determine where it takes place. <laughs> yeah, and because I'm... Rouge mentions Omega in battle. Yeah. 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 So it's like, it definitely acknowledges heroes, and like, Cream's presence feels very heroes. Yeah. But like, also there's a reference to Emerald and Sonic Advance. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> but if we yeah. assume that game is canon, then it's very important for a lot of character relationships. Yeah. But yeah, I have, I have no complaints about Team Dark. I think they are good. Uh, reluctantly, we only have one other team to talk about, which is, I guess, Eggman's team, which consists of Dr. Eggman, Metal Sonic, and Zavik. <sighs> Zavik. Oh, yeah. I was like, who's the third member of his team? <laughs> you know, it's that character that Sega really wants you to know, really wants you to love, but... I, I don't know that anyone likes Zavik, except for Sega. They could have put an infinite, but I guess people don't like infinite, or Sega doesn't think people like infinite. Okay, if, but everyone loves infinite, right? Though I don't, I love infinite, but I don't think that he would have fit into the team for sure. I do agree, yeah. So I would like an infinite DLC where he's like, just like in King of Fighters, sometimes there's a character separate from a team that you get, you know, in the DLC. Yeah. Mm. But I think uh. that like maybe if we did infinite chaos and like I don't know. Mephilus from yeah. Sonic oh. 06. <laughs> the, no, the team... T-Call. You just have a, ta- a team that makes sense, T-Call and Chaos, and then uh, Infinite is also there for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that fits the like rest of these teams. Oh, man. No, no, hear me out. Hear me out. Infinite, or not Infinite, um, Chaos, T-Call, and uh, Zero, all from Sonic Adventure. Shut the fuck. I thought you were talking about Mega Man Zero for a second. <laughs> no, I forgot. The, the, the Amy boss. Yeah, the Amy boss. The Don't Amy call boss. It boss. It's Amy's stalker. It's fucking. It's stupid. Amy's. It's the only boss you fight in Amy's story, and it's that a boss true. that nobody but Amy fights. But he's not just a boss. He's like the, he is also her. Stalker, he's just yes. a hunk of cheesy hardware. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What you said. <laughs> so that's the whole character roster. I I think that like, it's definitely enough characters for this game, but there are also additions I would like to see. It's definitely... I mean, I should also note that in the story mode, Eggman races with Eggpons before they reveal Metal Sonic and Zavok. Oh, that's, like, 
like the egg ponds from like Heroes and uh Yeah, I think they're blue like they are in the intro. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Which I play this on the Switch and that for some reason doesn't have it on the intro, but whatever. It also had an accompanying uh, 2D animation which was kind of neat. Oh, yeah, you mean like the promotional one before the game? Mhm. Good stuff. Yes, very good. Oh, yeah. I I did enjoy that. It does feel like a small character roster though. It does. I like it really feel like they could have done DLC for it, but cuz like races have 12 racers in them. And that's four teams of 3. How many total characters are there? 15, right? I, or is it wait, Yeah, I think it's five it teams of 3, isn't it? Yeah, it's five teams of 3, I think. So it, like you've, you've got Hero or Team Sonic, I guess we'll call it. Amy's team, uh the Future team, the Dark team, and the Eggman team, right? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, there are going to be three characters in a given race you're not going to, to be racing, and you don't even have access to three of them until a certain amount of progress in the story. So you're going to be racing... Whoa, hold it, hold it. I think from the character select screen in regular gameplay, you always have access to them. Oh, okay. It's just, in the story mode, you have to unlock teams as you go. You only start yeah. with Sonic's mm-hmm. team. That's true, yeah. So it, it feels like... It feels like there should be... There should be more characters to accommodate for the amount of characters in a race in order to make sure you're not racing the same people every race. Yeah, much like a fighting game like King of Fighters or Marvel vs. Capcom, because you are picking three characters and your opponent is picking three characters, the roster has to be like more inflated Yeah, just mm-hmm. to match that. And it's not like Sonic is bereft of characters to pick from. Yeah, it's also... They, they do have to like design like a lot of different modeling things and we'll get more into that later but basically you That's can change true, your yeah. car parts but i don't think that like i don't know i feel like if instead of having the car parts system we just had like some really cool unlockable characters i would have yeah. no problem with it i i agree completely i would be totally fine with removing the car modification system uh and then just have more more cars i also just kind of like wish that like fang was playable <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I just there's a lot of there was just a lot of potential in there they could have put but they didn't and it's like it it kind of makes me miss just the whole All Star Sega cast but oh just because like the variety made up for like a lack of I guess yeah density I don't know like quantity yeah but like I mean the, just the fact that they put in Big and Omega is like kind of enough it it does do a bit for me I think it's a fine roster it just definitely could be better yeah. yeah. I, I would not describe myself as disappointed by the roster. It's just like we've been playing this series of games for our entire life, and specifically, we have played practically every Sonic game up until this point, so there's like a yeah. lot of wants that we have that I don't think the typical <laughs> player would. Yeah, we, we come in with a lot of like, what about this obscure character? Like, what about Marine from Sonic Rush Adventure and, and no other no other game yeah exactly and like we um, think that that's like an obvious choice but <laughs> the marketing team at sega might not yeah the the game that was released 15 years ago and and uh like <laughs> most people's memory of it is already yeah. hazy why isn't the like knuckles robot from sonic pocket adventure playable huh yeah i would actually like a a, a team which is metal sonic uh Don't mecha sonic knuckles Advance? and tails doll uh, there's one in Sonic Advance, but there's also one in Sonic Pocket Adventure. I thought you just fight straight up Knuckles in Sonic Advance. I mean, Sonic Pocket Adventure. I, th- I thought it was implied to be not Knuckles, but I could. Yeah, be it is. It is not Knuckles. In- um, wow. But yeah, I want I want Metal Sonic, Mecha Knuckles, and Tails Doll as a team. 
I want metal knuckles. Fuck mecha knuckles. <laughs> Damn. Hold, wait, hold it for a second. I think that the one Isaiah was talking about... I understand about... that spitting that spitting no, no, missiles no, 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 is no, no, much no, no. cooler than, like, <laughs> just a weird gliding... Charlie, sure, totally. Isaiah was talking about the one from Sonic R. He just misnamed him. Yeah, that is correct. I take my Sonic lore very seriously, Isaiah. <laughs> I do but think that's about why I had how... to, that's why I had to correct you on the the neutral chow. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Look, I'm glad you're here. You're the fact checker. It's we need that. We want to be as accurate as possible when discussing Team Sonic Racing. Also, in its promotional material, it used oh, the Sonic man. R logo. Oh, that like. Yeah, that was a bit of a, a kick in the pants. That butters just... my biscuit. I'll tell you what. Did you guys see the like dev? from Sonic R was like, yeah, this game looks really cool. Why are you using my logo? <laughs> <laughs> I want to run. He's like, I have no problem with new Sonic racing games, but it's really, really like, what do you call it? What's the term for when you like try to direct someone's attention to something and then the thing that you're misleading. doing. Misleading. There you go. Misleading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it misleading is exactly the word. I don't think, I don't think the game is... Like, I don't think the game is bad, but it's also nothing like Sonic R. Yeah, so no, it's very strange that they would have an allusion to Sonic R in their promotional material. And that's why, to apologize, they need to give us Team Metal Sonic, Metal Knuckles, and Tails Doll. What about Egg Robo? Because Metal Knuckle or Metal Sonic is already in the game. Yeah, I'll accept Well, no, you, you, you put Egg Robo on the team and re replace Metal Sonic. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. You put Egg Robo on Eggman's team. No, what? Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, so that Metal Sonic can be on, on the Team Sonic R. I feel like that makes less sense, though, because Metal Sonic has been, like, a long-standing character, and Egg Robo has not. So if we're making That's a true, team that yeah. is a callback, it makes way more sense to, like, I don't know. But yeah. then who would your speed power... Whatever. That, that shit doesn't really matter. It, at, at the point <laughs> of DLC, it doesn't really matter. But it is really misleading that they use the Sonic R logo. And then also during those promotional, like, 2D cinematics that we talked about earlier... They have a sequence where there's a reference to the Chow Garden black market, and the Chow are playable in this game. So, like, a lot of people had the, like, tiniest little sliver of hope that there was going to be, like, a Chow gameplay mode, and that just isn't present either. I never so had any hope. It feels, I don't know, it feels like a lot of the marketing in this game kind of, like, promised more than they could, like, I don't know. It bit off more yeah. than they could chew, I guess. Yeah. It's really weird. But I do think that the roster definitely, like, makes sense other than Zavik. I, I think, you know what I think it is, is we come from a Sonic generation which was huge on character roster. Yeah, yeah. we were spoiled. Like, yeah. we were like, hey, here's a character, here's a character, here's a character, here's a character. Sonic Heroes, you can play as all of them, and then there are extra characters, like, in that game, you know. Um, and then Sonic 06 happened, and it was bad, and like, maybe we should just put Sonic in him now. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> every game afterwards, they were like, it's Sonic is playable, Tails might show up, Eggman's gonna be there. Um, if if you're lucky, you'll get to see Amy. Yeah, if it's Sonic's tenth anniversary, every tenth anniversary, then you'll see a bunch of friends. Yeah, you'll yeah, see you'll a get, bunch. You'll of... get a spinoff, but like the spinoffs seem to be few and far between at that point. Yeah, yeah. And and if you get to play as another character that isn't Sonic, guess what? It's Sonic again. <laughs> and like, I get oh, that. Man. I understand. I understand focusing on Sonic. I think that that makes a lot of sense. I think it's a good business decision. Yeah, and so I, I understand that, like, your roster has shrunk just because there are fewer characters which are relevant to Sonic's brand currently, but, like, 
I don't know, man. I feel like this is the prime opportunity to add in some some niche, like some nods to the previous generation of Sonic players. Yeah, you especially know. since like I I don't know if this is the case for like other other people who like Sonic the Hedgehog, but for me this game seemed like it might be the last Sonic game. <laughs> yes, because like <laughs> forces like didn't didn't exactly do what they wanted it to. Yeah. And we hadn't heard anything for the longest time. And now yeah, like until like two weeks ago, they yeah. hadn't even announced a new Sonic game. And uh, they still haven't announced the title or anything else about it. Yeah, I've got a question. Did they just announce that there was a game? Is that um, it? Yes, yeah, they announced much. that there was a game. Somebody leaked the title for that game, but their announcement was literally here's like a video of Sonic running in grass. Okay, so is that gameplay footage or is it just like a? No, it's it's a cutscene. It's a teaser. Okay, how long is it? Uh, it is like, about seven seconds. Okay. Yeah, it's not very long. It's okay. literally like, uh, it it was actually really interesting because I watched the uh, live stream live and they were like, we have one more thing to show you, and then we saw ten seconds of logos and then five seconds of Sonic running and an additional logo, and then the stream just ended and I was like, oh no, their internet cut out before they could get to the actual announcement. Uh, but it turns out that was the announcement. Okay, so we don't need to do a special on this yet, is what I'm getting No, we at. don't. Okay, cool. Um, do you guys want to cut it here? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I just want to say, you know how we like characters so much, we spent like 25 minutes talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, stuff. I, I figured this might happen. <laughs> <laughs> So now that we've been over the character roster, let's talk about what they actually do in this game, which is race. The mechanics of this game are pretty similar to the previous two entries, the Sumo Digital Racing games, uh, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, and Sega All-Stars Racing Transformed. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, Sega, well, Sonic and All-Stars. There's no Sega. Oh, I see. Sega's the thing that gets removed, not Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually Sega got removed entirely. <laughs> But basically, the physics of this game feel very similar to Sonic and Sega All-Stars. Not Transformed, but the first one. Because drifting feels like a lot more similar to what it did in that game, where your car feels lighter, and you have more control over the drift. And then also, mm -hmm. all of the vehicle's turning radius seems a little tighter. But the trick mechanics are like what they were in Transformed, where you can sort of maneuver in midair by tilting the right stick left or right. And then, like, you know, you're doing a trick, and you'll get the boost for doing the trick, but you can also shift yourself to get to a better angle when you land. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then there are lots of other mechanics that involve the team system. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the changes to be more like... I'm specifically thinking about the drifting. I think the drifting was retooled to feel more like the original because it vibes more with the, the team mechanics. Well, yeah, and it, you have a lot more control while you're drifting. Like, yeah. in a more oh, arcadey yeah. way. So that makes it easier for you to engage with those team mechanics because positioning yourself in relation to every other racer is significantly easier while maintaining those drift boosts and stuff like that. Yeah. I do think the feedback for what level of drift boost you're on uh, is way better than the original game. Uh, yeah. Or at least it's way more obvious and therefore better to me. Um, I mean, I think there... here it's like still visible, but it is more subtle. Yeah, and, and I think the reason it's more subtle is because there are multiple sort of factors that that provide boost. Um, so so in this game, uh, you race in teams of three, 
and whoever is in for in the farthest ahead in your team of three is creating essentially a a trail that as long as you follow you will speed up and not only will you speed up but you'll also accumulate a boost that will activate once you leave the trail which will get more powerful the longer you're in the trail Mm -hmm. um and so you can get the trail boost and also the trail speed up and also a drift boost. And so those are three different boosts you can have you can have simultaneously. And so it's sort of hard harder to like visually indicate to you what level of boost you're at if you can get multiple different types of boost, you know. Yeah. I do think that the boost you get from I don't know if they call it drafting, but it's like a very similar mechanic and it's yeah. in like real racing as well. But the drafting mechanic here, I think it goes by so fast that you wouldn't need the visual indicator on, like, the, what do you call it, like, the the exhaust, I guess, is where the fire's coming from? Yeah. But you, you wouldn't need that fire there. I would say you could have just, like, a little shockwave under the car that, like, pulses three times, and then when it's ready to go, like, there's just a yellow afterglow or something. I think there's, like, ways <laughs> they could handle it. But also, I think that if you're using a controller and you have, like, the rumble feature, it rumbling three times just totally works and there's like a very specific amount of time you need to be in the draft trail so i don't think that it it needed to be as like sort of subtle as everything was yeah i guess is is that the slingshot boost or is the slingshot the the slingshot boost is that that one the one that is drafting is a slingshot boost yeah Um, the i think the thing you're talking about is like when you get hit and your opponent taps you is that what yeah so so if you're if you're at a standstill because you got hit uh, and uh, it, a team member taps you, you get a boost, and you're immediately like closer to top speed uh, instead of having to do the acceleration. Yeah, so basically mm-hmm. the like ideal scenario is that all three of your teammates are fairly close together, and you're taking turns being in first for your team. Yeah. So that the overall speed of your team is faster, and then if one of you gets hit, the person like in the front can pick you up. You know, It's a whole process. Yeah, like the per- the person behind you taps you in order to like get you back up, and then the person in front of you like increases your max speed so that you can slingshot in front of them. Um, they don't necessarily have to tap you; they can just be like right. Yeah, yeah they can be. Your, they like, can a, be nearby. It's it's a pretty big hitbox from what I could tell. Like, yeah, yeah, it is. They like slid by me, and I barely even noticed, and then I was up going again. <laughs> it's it's really nice, actually. I think these mechanics. Uh, work together to make every like team member feel valuable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and because that's, uh, you you can't be tapped by somebody in front of you because they're already in front of you. So if you're behind, you can still provide a service. Yeah. Yeah. The person behind you and the person in front of you are always helping. Yeah. And it also helps that there are like three different types similar to Sonic Riders. Or like a there's a speed, technique, and power. And the speed one's uh, faster and. Apparently, if you do a level two boost, you can repel uh, wisps that are behind you. I think, but I don't know if that only works in first place. Mm-hmm. I think it. I thought that it always worked. It, it seemed like I was doing it when it, I was in the middle. I think it's just it's more advantageous when you're in first because you're like the one target. Yeah, yeah, you can act like a sort of like broom to sweep things away while your partners are trailing behind you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, there's a, the technique is able to basically drive on other terrain without necessarily slowing down although that's a little complicated if you're in front because then you're leading your teammates on a trail yeah that it, they possibly can't uh 
go through, which is like the the one complaint I have for like the team thing. Yeah. The only thing that I could think of for doing it is there are certain shortcuts that require you to go over up terrain. So if you know where the shortcut is and you let the technique player get in front, you can go over that terrain faster because you have the little draft boost. Yeah, it doesn't feel like you're it doesn't like necessarily feel like you're getting that much faster over the terrain either, so I, yeah. I can never tell if it's worth it or not. It it does seem like the least relevant of the three types. Yeah. Do, do you guys do you guys drive differently when you're in front versus when you're not in front? I mean, like, I try to drive for the draft boost, so yeah, <laughs> I, I like don't take turns as tightly as I would. Yeah, like um so I mean something something that I do is I try to drive more smoothly in general to provide to make it easiest as possible to follow the the draft trail. So I didn't do that as much because I was playing with computers, so it seemed mm. practically random whether or not they were getting the boost. <laughs> yeah, but I definitely drive more aggressively when I'm in the front, you know. Mm. But I I like the I like the the tactical nature of like oh I can't I can't like um go as fast well it's not that i can't go as fast it's that i can't drive as recklessly like i can't swerve around because that makes a trail impossible to follow for my teammates uh versus when i'm versus when i'm not in front i have a lot more freedom in how i tackle a given problem i do think that if i were playing this game with people that mm. it would be a lot more engaging yeah and those systems oh, like sure. are clearly designed for co-op so i think that's interesting uh, yeah. but i honestly don't think that the single player suffers greatly from this the only issue that i really have with it is that you're kind of at the mercy of whether or not the computer players want to play well but when they're yeah. in front yeah like when they're in front it seems like their ai is designed well enough to help you that it feels like you're still kind of playing on a team right yeah and the the, the benefit of having an ai is that if you use your team boost which we'll talk about i guess mm -hmm. we can talk about now but they'll do it at the same time, so it lasts longer. Whereas if you do it with other people, you kind of have to coordinate when you use it. Because if you don't use it at the same time, you won't have it as long. Yeah, it's not as efficient to use it that way. Yeah. It is funny. I, I went to buy this game, and it was like only $30 on Switch. And this was like a week after release. And I, play, <laughs> I, I immediately brought it to a friend's house so we could all play, and that was fun. All right. Uh, the, the last, the last uh, ability type is power, which allows you to smash obstacles without taking damage and you can also get rings from them and you can hit other people more easily just with your sheer mass yeah you, you can know, like just... run them off the road better yeah. yeah but since i mentioned the team blast uh it's basically you get a super high boost yeah and you can go over obstacles all that neat stuff your... and it comes with an accompanying theme for each character yeah you you can also damage enemies when you're in this yeah, state. You yeah. can. So it's um, almost exactly the same as like the all star modes from the previous games. Yeah, right. I, but I was you build say... it up through like helping each other out and collecting rings and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whenever whenever you engage in team mechanics, your meter fills, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think my favorite team mechanic of all of them is the one that we haven't talked about yet, which is sending items to and from each other yeah like if you're oh, yeah, yeah yeah if you're in first place and you get like a missile say you know you can shoot it behind you kind of like a mario kart where if you like hold back and hit the fire button it'll go backwards but if you're not anywhere near an opponent you can just give that item to another teammate and when you send an item i think it just sends a random item it doesn't send the one you got so there's a yeah. solid chance that the teammate will get a more helpful item than you would have had and i think that's yeah. a really cool idea Plus, you can get them in triples. Yes. 
I I could be I could be wrong about this, but I believe the item that they will receive will be an upgraded rarity to what they would have gotten if they had collected their own item. I think uh, it's like Charlie said. There's just a pool of items, and yeah. when you send a random item to uh, a teammate the pool is, like, expanded to include those better versions of items. I don't think okay. it's yeah. guaranteed to be good because I've gotten, like, just a cube or just a okay. boost before. Plus, I think there's there's some items that are exclusive to certain team types so that you could... The only way you can get them as one class is by getting it from another class. Okay. Yeah. That's like, true. Like, I think Burst, which leaves a flame trail that hurts people behind you, is a uh, is a speed exclusive, and I think... I think Rhythm, which is basically the blooper from Mario Kart where it obscures your vision, is from Technique, and so is Ivory Wisp, which functions like the swarm from Transformed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Void, which is kind of like a... It's a I think Void and Pink and Spikes, which are basically kind of AoE but sucks in rings. Yeah, I think that those are the power-exclusive ones. Yeah. I do like that they brought back the swarm item because that was in my opinion, one of the most interesting and, like, fun to work with items in the mm-hmm. game. I, I agree completely, yeah. And I was kind of I, worried that they would have less of those, like, wacky kinds of things because this game is, like, more Sonic-oriented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say, I kind of dislike that whenever you do Grand Prix or any race with, like, uh, just with CPUs, it doesn't auto-select one of each uh, ability type. It just randomizes. Or I also kind of wish you could just choose your team. If yeah, you're playing by yourself. For sure. Like it's it's really yeah. weird that it like gives you random CPUs. Like, oh, I'm a speed type, but it just gave me two techniques and no power. Yeah, I do feel like if anything, it should just not give you a technique, because like we've talked about, it seems <laughs> like not only is it the least helpful type, but also its unique items are like kind of pointless against computers. Mm. Yeah. Just just reset until you get two powers. Yeah, I would say the meta team, to me, definitely seems like two speed, one power. You have the one power guy take point when you're going through an obstacle area, and then otherwise you just want as much speed as possible. Yeah. But you know, I guess we could just talk about the the items now, right? Yeah, uh, I might yeah, as well just go through so. the full list. So instead of being just kind of random, generic, and sometimes vaguely Sonic-related items, they <laughs> did something really cool and like implemented the Wisps as, um, as the items, which... I, I think that's, like, the best thing they've done with the Wisps since, like, they were first introduced. I 100% agree. Well, I guess the Wisp bombs were cool, but, like... Well, I, I don't, I don't feel like those... Those, to me, don't feel like Wisps, though. Like, it just feels like they randomly named them the same way. Right. But this feels like a really good implementation of these colorful little critters that are in boxes, you know? Yeah. So, I guess going in alphabetical order, we have Black Bomb, which, you know, it basically functions like the... Were there bombs in Transformed? I, I mean, you basically th- there was something like them if it wasn't a bomb specifically. Like you just you just kind of lob them forward or drop them behind you and then they explode. Yeah. And it's not like the one thing I always hate about the bomb in Mario Kart is that it felt like you lob them too far. Whereas in this game, it feels like it's you get just enough distance. Yeah, I think it's just right because you throw it far enough that you will be outside of the blast radius. I don't know if your own bomb can hurt you or not, but like, it no, makes I don't sense. think it can. It, 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 like the distance makes perfect sense, and it's just far enough that it's like you can hit someone that's in front of you, but it's not mm-hmm. so far that it becomes hard to control, like in Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah. Similarly, we have blue cube, which you can lob forward or drop behind, and it basically functions like a banana or a fake item in Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. And then we have Crimson Eagle, which is the homing in, you know, red shell equivalent, which is always nice. Uh, Cyan, that's laser. 
And this this one's a a unique one where you just you just shoot a laser straight in front of you, and it it doesn't necessarily immediately hurt people, but if they stay in it for too long, they'll start to spin out. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I never really interacted with that one very much. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah, then we have uh, the quake, gray quake, which is the the aforementioned swarm one, Mm -hmm. where it just it summons a bunch of stone pillars up in front, and it can it can be pretty uh, devastating if you're like in a tighter space. I've realized recently. Yeah, I think that in general the the hitboxes on all of these items are like a bit bigger than in All Stars and Transformed. Mm-hmm. And it just I, I think that's like kind of a good thing because it feels like these items matter a lot more and using items feels more engaging because of the swapping mechanic. Yeah. So it's well, like you're you're really encouraged to pick up items every chance you get and then hand them over when you don't get a good item. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's also interesting too because transformed specifically had a lot of like straightforward and slight curves. Like, yeah. um, it had a lot of just open areas. So if you get swarmed, usually like that, that's the most engaging part of the game is having to swerve around obstacles because there aren't usually any. Yeah, that's why um, we liked it so much because yeah. it like made the track more interesting. <laughs> and in this game, um, the 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 tracks are a little bit thinner, so there's less there's less space to swerve around but then also the curves are uh more demanding um so so the uh the quake uh, ability is a lot more intimidating as a result i will say though because of the greater control that you have during the drift state and then also just the lighter weight of the cars it it feels a lot easier to maneuver around those spaces so i don't think that this is like i don't think it necessarily makes the game harder I think it's just the difficulty feels different because you have that greater sense of control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is um, very pleasant, I should say. Yeah. Agreed. So next we have Ivory Lightning, which, you know, it's kind of like the lightning in Mario, but instead of shrinking, it just spins people out. And it's, you know, it's usually a, a back of the pack type of item. Yeah. It's like the comeback mechanic. Mm-hmm. And now we have like an entirely new wisp, a Jade Wisp, which is funny because now they're retroactively adding it to the new uh, Sonic Colors re-release. Oh, wait, really? I did not know about this. It's kind of like an easy mode type of wisp type of item. But in this game, you know, it functions like the boo. But what I find really interesting is that because you're invisible, you almost can't interact with, like, you can't hit obstacles, but you also can't collect rings, and I think you also can't use dash panels. Oh, yeah. So it's it's really interesting that like while you are like impervious, there's a lot of other things you just can't use with it. If you if that seems like like if you're a, a a high enough play skill, you just shouldn't use that item because you're more inclined to have negative effects than positive effects. Well, I think it's mm. also like we talked about earlier. It's one of the comeback mechanics, so I don't think yeah. you get it when you're in front. So it that's true. Matter. Yeah. No. But, like, if you can't collect rings, rings uh, slightly increase your uh, acceleration and top speed. Right. So, like, and if you're if you're in the back, uh, you're probably hit often enough that you're running low on rings. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it is like a Sonic game where if you get hit, you just lose all your rings. Yeah. But, and again, you get to, st- because it's like the boo, you get to steal an item if someone has one. Mm-hmm. When, when was Sonic Colors Ultimate announced? I didn't hear about this at all. Uh, it was, this was it like was, a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was in like the, the live stream that also announced the new game. 
Oh, okay, that's I, I specifically avoided that because I wanted to be able to be surprised if there was a trailer and like do a a, a whole thing on it. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So so Sonic is very much so not dead. Yeah. Right. Sonic is currently alive, uh, mostly in the form of uh, TV shows coming out and also a remaster, and maybe someday eventually a new game. Anyway, we next we have the magenta rhythm, which again acts like the blooper where it obscures your vision, and mm-hmm. it's rather annoying. Uh, Definitely next... my least favorite type of like power in any any racing game or anything like that. Mm-hmm. If it just obscures your vision and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's the least interesting, and then it also like doesn't have any effect on CPUs, and like if it does, then it's probably got like a greater effect on CPUs than it does on players. So it's just it yeah. doesn't feel good. It's it's not fun. Uh, next, Orange Rocket, which essentially is just a a green shell ricocheting, like basically like all the other rocket power-ups there have been before. Or the uh, green boxing glove. You remember that one? Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird uh, sign choice. Uh, pink spikes. I, I guess the, it's the equivalent is like the piranha plant where if you get close to someone else, they activate and the spikes come out. It's more just like having three shells that you can't really fire. Yeah, but they 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 react. Yeah, yeah, they, the way they, a piranha plant would. They'll like track it a little bit. Red wisp. What is the oh red burst? Which is where you leave a flaming trail. It doesn't necessarily give you a speed boost, but it just it, it's kind of a a protection from tailgating. Yeah, it's for enemies, of course, not your allies. Yeah, it, to me, it felt like the least functional of all the power ups. Like I couldn't find a good yeah. way to use it, and I never got I it agree. when I was in first. So I, I feel like this would be a good keep your place like type item but you don't get it when you're in first so it just never feels useful yeah. i sometimes get it in first the only time i ever got it in first was when i was receiving an item from yeah uh, i was gonna say that's that's the circumstance in which i've gotten it as well and next we got violet void which lets you attract items rings and slow down your opponents a little bit it's kind of a unique uh item for this game yeah it's it seems really neat then we have white wisp which is your standard boost accelerate etc mm-hmm. then yellow drill i believe is the bullet bill equivalent where you just get a nice uh long auto boost this is the only one that i never saw anybody use ever yeah same <laughs> yeah uh there's also there's sometimes an, an invincibility item box will appear and I, yeah that just gives you invincibility that's that's interesting because it's not like like you don't get it from an item box. There is specifically a differently colored item box you can collect, which is guaranteed to give it to you. Yeah, it's like blue, and you can see the invincibility sparkles on it. So it's something yeah. that you can immediately start going for. And I think there's also like like a rare yellow one you can find, which usually gives you triple, similar, and transform, but I'm not entirely sure. Okay. That's interesting. I never saw that come up, but I totally believe that it exists. Uh, I just want to like verify real quick. You guys ever think about how Sonic Colors has an additional letter in uh, other countries? I do often. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> oh, there's also uh, going to be a a, a two part short Sonic Colors film coming out. Film? Short film, like uh. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Maybe but it'll be a two part. So um. So those are the items. You wanna you wanna talk about mod pods, Isaiah? Yeah, so <laughs> immediate sigh. So when <laughs> you play the game, you get tokens, which are cool, whatever. 
Um, and then every 10 tokens, you can go into the mod pod and basically it's a, it's a gotcha pawn, um, where you spend 10 tokens and you get a thing and that thing could be a mod. It could also be, I'm going to say it's nothing, even though it's not nothing, just because it might as well be nothing. You mean like the power ups? Yeah. So, I mean, um, they're, they're useful if you're having like a hard time on a mission, but they feel way less rewarding. Yeah. So usually, I think it's about a 50% chance you'll get a mod. Yeah, um, and that doesn't seem to change even as you get more of them. So my guess is that it like flips a coin. If you get heads, you get a mod, and then you just get one from the pool. And if you yeah. don't, you get one from the like static pool of power-ups. Yeah. Which, honestly, I prefer to just having a lower chance of getting the thing the longer you go. Yeah, I think it's actually like really smart the way they handle it. If that is how it works, that's that's how it yeah. seems to work. But I don't have that's any, like, that's my evidence. assumption. Is <laughs> the other thing is, does it seem like the mods you get are more likely to be for the characters you've been playing as? I mean, I just got a ton for Sonic, and he was the only one I played as in the story mode, so that would make sense. But yeah, that that was my experience as, as well. I was like, I was like, let me get a mod for another person, and I would keep getting Sonic mods. I would actually have been very mad if I were getting mods for characters that I could not play as in the story mode. Oh yeah, because then it's that's not fair. an upgrade. It like only matters for the multiplayer stuff. <laughs> and that um, would have been like very like dissonant because I, I when I'm playing a mode, I want things that help me with the mode I'm interfacing with. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so, so there are two tiers of mods. There's the standard mods, and then there's the legendary mods. And I think there's four or five of each. Um, there's, so there's like three different types for three. There's, there's three parts of your vehicle you can modify, and there's mm -hmm. three additional types in in addition to the default that you can use. So I guess that is so four. For the tires, for example, there are four kinds of tires that you can have, including the one that is unlocked by default, the basic tire. And mm -hmm. in addition to that, there are three more gold versions of the extra tires you can unlock. So yeah. there are six unlockables, one default for each of the three car parts. Yeah. And if you get three gold parts, it just makes your entire car gold. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, it, like, I honestly kind of hate, but... <laughs> the the only difference between the gold and non-gold versions is that one is gold. Um, the other thing is, as far as I'm aware, you guys can correct me on this, but I'm pretty sure you cannot get a legendary mod until you have already gotten the non-legendary version of that mod. Mm. I think that I actually got a, one of the legendaries for one that I did not have, but, like, I don't specifically remember... I just remember okay. getting like a lot of legendaries all of a sudden and being kind of confused about what was going on. <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean, uh, I was, I was always like, I would get a legendary thing in the same like mod pod opening experience as I would get the regular version, but always afterwards. Yeah, I um, mean that that just makes sense because I'm assuming they're less likely to appear than yeah, the regular and, ones. and that does that does check out. But I was wondering if I, or I, I was led to believe, I had reason to believe that. You could only get the legendary after getting the the default. That um, didn't seem like a requirement to me. But okay. Do you guys want to talk about what these mod parts do actually for the game? Yeah. Part? So so they so they change the appearance of your car, which I think is actually very cool. Oh yeah. Um, but they also change your car stats. It's similar to in uh, in Mario Kart changing which car components you're going to use. That's like only an eight, right? Um. That is. Uh. 
Is it no, in, seven in two? Wii you can change you can change your car, which is different stats. But yeah, in eight there are three car components. I mean, in almost all of them except for the first two, you can change your car and it changes the stats. But that's true. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's similar to selecting your car components in eight. Um, but in this game, it's more like you have your base stats for a car, and then you can slightly alter those stats through through mods. Well, the base stats um, are for the character, too, because all the characters will always have the same vehicle. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's more like fine-tuning your stats. Yeah. Usually, it's uh, a mod will decrease one stat and increase another stat by the same amount, but sometimes it gets funky and you're, you're messing with three stats at once, etc., I do think that the way they designed these parts is significantly better than the way they designed the parts in 8, because in 8, they just seem kind of like random things that you're slapping onto a vehicle. Yeah. Whereas in this case, every single part like makes the vehicle look slightly different, but they're all designed to fit in with the vehicle, so it looks really nice. And it's not yeah. like the parachutes where, oh, it's a flower, or oh, it's a hang glider. Like These things are all built into the design in a way that I think is like very cohesive and cool looking. Yeah, and and they're also like, they are car parts. Or if they're not car parts, it's because the vehicle isn't quite a car. Like in <laughs> Eggman's case, yeah, it's it's more of like a, I, I don't know how to describe it, but the... A tank? The, a floating yeah, wheelchair. it's more of a tank. Um, and so the add-ons like fit that tank vibe, which, which look very cool. Yeah, I, I think they handled it very well, and I feel excited whenever I unlock anything for a character in this game. Yeah. Uh, you can also you can also customize the color scheme of your car mm-hmm. to a great um, degree too. And yeah, like matte like different finishes on the color. Yeah, and yeah. you can unlock more color palettes as well, which is very cool. Uh, the color palettes you unlock you can use on any car. So you you generally have like your character's specific color palette, and then a wide variety or wideish variety of color palettes which you can unlock. I think you can also use any other character's palette on any of the characters from the game. Yes, I think I think that's right, yeah. So you have a ton of options even before you've unlocked anything. Yeah, uh, which is really nice. I, I tend to prefer to stick with, like, this character uses their own color palette just because it's easier for me to tell who's who that way. Um, but I can definitely see, like, the longer I play the game, the more interested I'll be in. Actually, I want to use these colors because it looks neat. You know. Yeah, you can also make preset like color sets so that you can equip them on the fly. So if you've got like two or three different ways that you like to build your car and you want them to like visually look different on the screen, mm-hmm. you can do that. And I think that's really neat. I also think that works really well with the team mechanics because you can have like you can have a multiplayer team all synchronize their their team colors. Yeah, like an actual sports team. Yeah, yeah, and that very that's cool. that's very like enjoyable. Uh, I want to get. I'm. I'm like interested in getting not twelve people because I don't even know that many people. But like, uh, <laughs> sure, I want to. I want to have like a sport in this game. You know, a sport. A sport. Just one. TSR league. Just the one sport. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, we get we get team colors. We like coordinate and all that. You know. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure Sega yeah. would love that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's interesting because I feel like the game in some ways is really built for that. Like, it's a cooperative, competitive racing game. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a team sport game. But also, like, um, to my knowledge, the game doesn't have like ranked play or anything like that. No. And plus, when I ever want to, whenever I want to play this game, people just want to like race singularly. Yeah. 
yeah, it's almost like racing games are fun it's, on your own. It's because most, I mean, my my most people don't really want to race cooperatively. They want to race competitively. Well, and also, like, it's really, really hard to play team games and have a good time unless you are, like, specifically super invested in that kind of play. Yeah. Because these games are competitive, so you want to be fighting somebody. So if you've yeah. only got two, two or three friends... It doesn't make any sense to have, like, a team of two against one or a team of three against CPUs. That's just not fun. Yeah. So you need minimum four people, and then even then, you've got CPUs on teams, which, like, I don't want at all. There, like, there's also the issue of, so if you've got four people, Team Sonic Racing is in teams of three. So, like, it's really, it's really difficult to, like, to set up something where there are two people on each team. Well, I mean, like, it, it doesn't... It, it would be fine. You would just have computer players, and then a part of winning is just luck at that point. Yeah. So that's um, why I'm saying, like, a, you would need specifically six people or more for it to be, like, engaging, and that's just unlikely to happen. Yeah, yeah. and and six people is just not supported in local play at all. No. It has to be played online. Exactly. There's no convenient way to play this game, like, yeah. as a team. Which is... Mm-hmm. Ultimately, that's my biggest complaint of the game, because I really like it conceptually, but logistically it doesn't work out. Yeah, that, that's why I'm so glad that the single player actually feels pretty good. Yeah. Because the computers are, like, they interface with these team mechanics in ways that basically lets you learn how to play the game and yeah. enjoy the team mechanics without using any communication. Yeah. And I think that that's actually something that a lot of games where basically you're it's meant to be a team game but you can play with CPUs, like, you constantly have to send them instructions, and that shit is <laughs> really upsetting. It's, like, not the way the game is meant to be played, you know? Yeah. So, like, assigning different buttons to communication is weird, and this game just doesn't need to do that. And it's, like, set up in such a way that it feels fun even alone. And I think that's yeah. actually, like, a feat of design in this case. The The mm. closest thing the closest thing it has to a button for communication is you can have a button where you request that someone send you an item. Yeah. But that's something you can also do in multiplayer, just to send a signal to your team that you need an item. Well, and it's not only a signal, but it also makes, like, a button prompt. You know? Yeah, and that's it, it makes helpful. it very simple for them to send you something. And it also, when you send an item, like this has a mechanical purpose, because when you send an item, it asks both people if they want it, so it's just whoever goes first. But if yeah. you request an item, and then, then you hit the send button, it will only go to the person who needs it. So yeah. there is like, there's like a mechanical aspect to this, it's not communication, I guess is what I'm saying. Because mm-hmm. like, these communication things in games frequently serve as like a mechanic to replace a person. Yeah. And that's, like, not really what a gameplay mechanic is meant to be, so they have to either very (laughs) carefully craft the single player, or they're just doing, like, a lazy bastardization of being like, hey, do this thing for me, but it's a button now. Yeah. And this, to me, doesn't feel at all like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, So let's let's talk about the single player. So this game has a story mode, which is really just a glorified version of, like, the world tour from, like, Transformed where it's like a map. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just like everyone's racing, and then this Tanuki dude named Dodon Pa, who's also like an alien, is like, ooh, have these fancy new machines, and we could have fun. That is the name of one of TN's, like, super moves in Dragon Ball Z, right? Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay, sorry. Just very, very uh, interesting. <laughs> Go and on. then Eggman <laughs> is also just scheming in the background, and Zavok is also there for some reason. Working for him again. That doesn't like, really come up until like later in the story, though, right? No, it's just like, ooh, he's got a secret henchman. Who could it be? Oh, it's Zavok. 
<laughs> oh, it's why would Zavik work for him? Does that make I, any I sense? I don't know. They could have used Orbot and Cuba as like a because they're in the story too. That's what I was. Yeah. I was like, they're there even. Like I would be fine with them having a car where it's like the car has two cockpits, cockpits or whatever. Like I think that'd be fun. Oh, that'd be. There's rad. like an F Zero character like that. Always looks cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean that that's really all there is to the story. There was probably I don't think it's anything intricate. You get to see characters interact, and that's I like that. Yeah, and they but. interact in ways that are like actually kind of fun. It's not just being. Hey, let's race. No, I, I'm going to race you before you race me, and then they fight. <laughs> and it's it's all done in, like, a visual novel format, so it's nothing high budget or anything. Yeah. But the voice acting that we mentioned earlier is present, so that makes it feel more alive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Big the Cat has a new voice actor. Yeah, it's not John St. John anymore. I mean, it hasn't been John St. John for, like, 15 years. <laughs> it's better, but not good. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh... That's really the voice they had to invent for him. That's what we're stuck with. I, I do kind of like how in the story mode, Dodo and Pa just keeps saying, race, it's fun and dangerous. And he like winks. And then everyone's <laughs> like, I don't know about this dangerous part. And then he says, he also, you'll get items. And they're like, I love items. And then everyone races. <laughs> Materialism. I, I do love the bit where everyone is like, I do not trust this man, but I will continue to do as he instructs. The weird thing is, uh, spoiler alert, he really isn't a villain. Like, he looks like he's just some, like, creation of Eggman, but, like, He's not? Yeah, he's like an independent faction in the Sonic universe. <laughs> yeah, someone, like, Tails even comments on how Eggman-ish he looks. I kind of, I like that too, because it's just, really the whole time it was just for fun. And for Sonic's <laughs> motivation, that makes sense. For everyone else, it's a little loose, but, like, who cares? It's, a like, basically a crossover game <laughs> at this point. Yeah. It, it reminds me of Sonic Riders, where Sonic is really just in it for the challenge. And, like, handing Eggman the emerald is pretty fucking dumb. But in that context, like, Sonic is more focused on the challenge than the fate of the world anyway. And I kind of like yeah. that. And this definitely has that same vibe. Like, somebody says, hey, do this thing for me. And everyone looks at him like, are you crazy? That doesn't matter. I'm, it's dangerous and I'm not going to do it. And he's like, what are you? Chicken? <laughs> and then Sonic <laughs> is just on board. <laughs> Sonic is like, no, I'm a hedgehog. We can, we can cut that joke. It wasn't very good. You'd think they'd probably make him, like, an unlockable character as, like, that single-entry-type character, but... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And he has, like, a vehicle that he's in, too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of weird little missed opportunities here, basically. I like that the at. twist is that he's just some guy. <laughs> it's a really good bit. I like it a lot. <laughs> I hope that he, like, comes back and does this again. Yeah. You want? Do you want to talk about the meat of the, the story mode to cap things off, Steven? Yeah, so... In previous entries in this series, they've had mission modes where instead of just racing, you're doing these little, like, mini-events where frequently you're the only person on the track. And in this case, we've got one where you're meant to collect rings. But this time, when you drift through the rings, you get more time. I'm not sure if that's how it... I don't think that was how it worked in the previous entries. I think you just had a locked time limit. Yeah. But in this case, it's a lot more engaging because there's constantly a timer ticking down, and usually you only have 30 seconds left, and if you don't hit rings the the game just ends and i like this because for one if you're doing poorly it just stops you and makes you reset you don't have to go through the whole rigmarole to get your reward at the end so you're able to like run through it a lot faster and get better more efficiently without just burning time mm -hmm. and then also having that timer constantly ticking down like makes it feel like you're racing even though in this case you're just racing against the clock yeah and then also because of how good the drifting feels in this game 
they have another mission mode where the goal is to like slide past these little posts and the closer you get to the post when you pass it the more points you get but if you hit it you know you lose points and you lose your combo that you're getting and then also for each post on the track there's like the left side and right side will be different colors and the red one gets you more points and then if you're drifting when you pass these that's another bonus so it's like very technical this mode where basically the goal is to just like drive past posts (laughs) Yeah, mm-hmm. and I like that a lot because it, it really helps you figure out exactly how to carefully maneuver around the space and then maneuvering around those posts will help you figure out how to maneuver around actual racers on the track when you're playing the real game and maneuver around mm-hmm. like obstacles on the track as well I find these these missions are very demanding though oh yeah they like you need to be doing it real well if you yeah. want to get like the platinum but the thing is a lot of these are on the side and you don't need to do them to keep going with the story yeah which is nice Because, like Charlie said, they're arranged on this map, so essentially you go from, like, one node to another node on the map, and the first level is basically just a line. It's like a squiggly line, but there are two or three branches where you can do a side thing, but that side thing really just unlocks you more of the mod things that we talked about before. And then there are also, like, keys that you can get, and I didn't understand exactly how that worked. I mostly just wanted them because they were a thing to get. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's interesting because the stars which you get for doing well in the missions are necessary to 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 progress. You need yeah. to have a certain amount of stars. But the keys don't unlock anything, but the stars do. Yeah, I think the keys have got to unlock something, but I just didn't understand exactly how it works. But yeah. I don't know. But either way, like it's cool that there are two kinds of rewards. One is like the star is usually just if you place first, you get three stars. If you place second or third, you get two. And if you, you know, if you finish the race, yeah. you get one. Stuff like that. But the keys are like, for example, one of them is get a combo of 120 rings in the ring collection mode, like during one drift. And that's like slightly different than just play well. It's specifically see how long you can maintain a drift and like perfectly get a ton of rings. And that's kind of yeah. It's perform they're... a specific task during the race. Yeah, exactly. And I like that a lot. It makes it. So that you have a little more to think about while you're doing the task. And that's always good. Uh, there, there is um, a third type of mission that I did that was like, I think it was called traffic mode or something. But basically a bunch of little robots spawned that have like TV monitor heads and funny faces that look like emojis or whatever. And if you run into them, like they act like any obstacle, you know, they disappear and then you spin out and you have to build up your speed again. But every once in a while, two of the robots will be like, making a little gate for you and if you pass through the gate you get extra points Mm -hmm. and this is like similar to the the post one where basically the idea is that you're learning how to very specifically maneuver around the space when it's not just the track Mm -hmm. and i i like that a lot as well it it felt very like active and it felt like it was helping me learn to play the game better and i think that's super cool i was gonna say this this mission is is in one of the all-stars racing games yeah, all, all of these mission modes seem to be either expanded or slightly adjusted versions of mission modes that were in the first and second game. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I didn't get to that specific mission in this game, but it was my favorite mission type in the previous game. Yeah, yeah, a lot of these feel like the, exactly the type of things that I liked about the mission mode from the original game. Yeah. And there's also different iterations on regular races so for example you've got like single race where you know you just have to get first and that's how it works and then you've got grand prix where they want you to get like a certain point total ahead of the opponent and then 
they've got the knockout races from previous games where mm -hmm. every single lap or however much amount of time, like, the person in the back will get kicked out. And I actually hate that in this game. It's the only mission that I found myself doing where it was like, this sucks. Because Knuckles would always be dead last. And even though Tails <laughs> and I were in first and second, if somebody, like, falls out, you don't get one of the rewards. So it's like, what can we do to keep Knuckles' dumbass from dying? It also sucks because, like your teammates help you do well so when they get knocked out it's harder for you to do well well i think that that's like actually the stronger aspect like the thing that matters in this case because if you do well at the beginning you get momentum and the computer has a harder time keeping up mm -hmm. like if the, if if it didn't work like that then the knockout race would be pointless in terms of a team because only the last member would be remaining okay so then it would just be a regular race <laughs> <laughs> But it's just that's, annoying that's that, like, it, it doesn't feel like... I, like, I can't specifically send an item to Knuckles. I just have to, like, hit the send item button and hope Knuckles grabs it, you know? Yeah, hope Tails doesn't take it. Exactly. And because Tails is smart and races well, of course he's going to take it. He's doing it right. And yeah. we win because Tails is smart. But we just can't get the key because Knuckles is a fucking Nimrod. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah. Alas. Poor, poor Knuckles. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I'd say like the missions really add to the, the story mode gameplay here. I should also mention that so there are multiple difficulties for the the races, not the not the the missions with no other uh CPUs, but the traditional races, the knockout races and the Grand Prix. Yeah. They have multiple difficulties, normal, hard, and then I think it's called either very hard or ultra hard. Yeah. It's something like and that. It, and in order to unlock the third difficulty, you have to complete hard. Uh, you don't have to do well, you just have to complete it. And I know this because hard is very difficult, and I did not do very well, but I still unlocked very hard. And I was like, I'm not even going to try very hard. <laughs> <laughs> I think you only have to get one star, which is like usually just finishing the race in a lot of these. It kind of sucks a little bit because normal, I feel, is way too easy for me. But hard, but hard is exactly difficult enough that I feel like I am not going to... Like, I'd have to try the same race three or four times to, to get the objectives on hard. Um, I, I think that's kind of how it should be, because I don't, I don't experience a lot of games where I want the normal difficulty. Usually, I either want to play through a game because I enjoy, like, the visuals and the mechanics just enough, but the challenge is not what I'm in it for. And that's, like, the case for a lot of Sonic games, actually. So, like, I kind of wish more Sonic games had, like, easy modes that weren't, you know, like, brain-dead mode. <laughs> yeah. And, like, this provides that in the normal difficulty. And then the hard difficulty is, okay, now if you think you're actually good at this, like, do it really, really well. <laughs> and, like, memorize the track and, like, figure out how to interact with all the mechanics and stuff like that. And I think that's actually, like, an advantage here is that there's not, like, a long string of pointless difficulties that slowly ramp you up that you have to beat all of them for no reason when you know that you're either capable of doing the hard mode or you just want to like experience the fun that the game has to offer. Well, I think I think for me there should be a difficulty between normal and hard because hard is too hard for me, but easy is or normal is actually brain dead. But I don't think you should have to unlock hard by beating medium and then unlock very hard by beating hard because that's just ridiculous padding. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I think there should be a middle difficulty between normal and hard, but all three of those are unlocked, and then very hard is the only one that is locked. Honestly, even even locking very hard, I'm, I'm mixed on. 
Well, I think it's good because it gives you a reason to beat the hard mode. That's true, yeah. But for a player that doesn't care about the difficulty, it feels like something that you don't need to do. So there would be yeah. no reward for doing super hard unless it wasn't a lockable thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that making it, like, lockable like that, it does, like, add an element of completionism to it. And and there is no, there is no like, extra reward. Like, the three stars and the keys you can get on normal or hard, you'll have an easier time getting them on normal. Uh, and I think I think I like that system. I don't think you should be required to have the hardest difficulty in order to experience the the game. Yeah. Uh, but I do like that your reward for hard is an even harder mode. And if you're playing the hardest mode, you're doing it specifically just because you want to 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 have that challenge. There is something that you get for doing the super hard mode that you don't get for the other two, which is an increased payout of the coins that you need to buy. The oh mods. yeah, that's true. So. If you're at the point in the game where you're just trying to unlock everything and you've completed all the other tasks you're interested in, if there's one race that you really like and you want to do it over and over again, and you're good at it, now you can make even more money while you're grinding it out. That's mm. true, yeah. And I think that's a good system, because that is a reward that you can get other ways, but it's even mm -hmm. faster when you've really perfected something about the game. And I think that's yeah. like really cool. Yeah, o overall my feelings on the difficulty system are that I like it, but I wish... I wish either hard wasn't quite so hard or easy wasn't quite so easy or for there to be a middle thing. In games where there are a lot of difficulty modes, do you find yourself trying to specifically tailor it over and over again by choosing different things? I think I think in a game like this where you select your difficulty at the start of every race, it's iterative. So so I am able to do that. Like that's not something like in um in games like um like Capcom games where you tend to select your difficulty at the start. I don't do that and I I don't enjoy doing that, but I think because this is a game where like but you are short term. Yeah. So so if this round I feel like was way too easy, I'm going to increase the difficulty and if the next round was way too hard, I'm going to decrease the difficulty, you know. The the only advantage that I see to difficulty selection like that is what can I like where can I best improve? Like, where am I yeah. going to see the most growth for me in the game? Mm -hmm. And, like, for the most part in racing games, you usually just want to fight the hardest thing the whole time to get better. <laughs> so I don't see a purpose in having an in-between. I want to balance between improving myself and actually making progress in the game. See, that's interesting, because, like, I, I see myself as in one of two moods, which is, like, oh, I want to finish this and accomplish things, or, mm -hmm. oh, I want to get better. I... I and, and I think that depends on what kind of game I'm playing. Because if I'm playing, like, a fighting game, I, I don't care about, like, unlocking stuff usually. I just want to get better at the fighting game. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if I'm playing the single-player mode, then, like, that part of my brain is just completely shut off, and all I want to do is unlock <laughs> things, you know? It's like, yeah. just make it easy for me. Just let me bash my head against the wall and then, like, get all the shit and then go back to playing with my friends. So, like, one of the, one of the ring challenges, I was in there for half an hour, and I couldn't even get one star. Oh, I was about to say uh, same, but yeah. <laughs> at the one star thing, though, not the same. Yeah, I couldn't even get one star, and I was—it was thirty minutes later. I was like, you know what? I'm—I'm I'm sick of trying to become better at this game. I want to feel good <laughs> at the game. Exactly, and like that was a switch. You weren't in between, right? Like, but but I feel like it would be—it would be better if I could do both at once, like. And like, I think I, that's, I don't think that's, like, a bad way to think about it, but I was just, like, saying that I've never felt that way. I'm always, like, either one or the other. 
I think, like, I don't find the current easiest difficulty to be engaging enough, and I think the one one step above is too demanding. How far did you get in the story mode? Uh, World 3, I think. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, I felt like by the time I got to World 2, the easy mode was like, you had to play the game for sure. It does It does get less brain dead, which is good. Yeah, I, I felt like for just the first world, that was the only spot where it was like, this is really easy. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, almost offensively easy. But I do also understand that, like, we have not only played a lot of racing games before, but specifically the two racing games that came before this one. And they were, like, pretty cool. Those are the most recent racing games that we've played, so. Yeah. So so we we will probably be better than your average person who has just booted up the game. I will say, I I truly, personally, don't have any issue with games that are brain-dead easy. Like, as okay. long as they are built to facilitate that, like, they are efficient in their, like, interactive moments, and then the plot is engaging in a way that, like, makes you want to unlock that as your reward for just being there. Yeah. And I think that the hard mode, I did not see it as so difficult that it was insurmountable even for a beginner. Like, I was able to mm -hmm. complete hard mode races, I just wasn't getting three stars. Yeah, well, and I, I was getting I was getting one star, and, and I, think, I think that's neat, you know? Yeah, I feel like the star system is what you're looking for in terms of the incremental difficulty. Yeah. Because you can okay. shoot for one star or you can shoot for three. And then if you want to just unlock things, you go to easy and you get all your three stars. And then you go yeah. to hard to learn the game. Yeah, I respect that. And I, I think that like having, I don't know, it, it depends on all how you, all it all depends on how you present it. <laughs> but I don't think that like making, like for example, you know how Smash has nine different levels for computer AI? Yeah. Two of them matter, and it's, like, one and nine. <laughs> like, everything in between to me seems, like, just, like, brain-dead useless, you know? I, I do I do kind of agree. Like, if they had easy, normal, and hard, I think that that would be, like, just exactly the same as what they have already. So I think that when you go to start adding these extra layers and you try to start naming them in ways that will convey information to the player, it becomes incredibly difficult mm -hmm. to, yeah. like figure out exactly what your like most common player will want in a mode because for example the mode is called hard like i think it's supposed to be hard and oh, i think it's yeah. titled properly but like <laughs> it is I think titled it, properly that's true if normal were called like i don't know something besides normal like if it was called like story or something you know like yeah. to imply that it was just for people who wanted to sit there and play the game mm -hmm. that would be like that would maybe be more honest yeah but as it stands, I don't see the need for, like, an extra mode for me personally. Okay. Uh, what do you guys think of this game? Thumbs up, thumbs down? It's a thumbs up. Yeah, I'm, I'm a thumbs a, up on it. I'm also a thumbs up. It seems kind of devoid of content, but it's pretty all right. The, like, the racing just feels so good, and the team mechanics, like, actually add something, even when you're playing alone. And I think that's, like, yeah. everything you needed, needed in a game like this. I do think the optimal way to play this game is probably with six people. But unfortunately, that's not physically possible. Well, not in a local sense. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could play online, but then you need six people who all separately have copies of the game. Well, mm. can you do like three people on one console, three people, three people on uh, another? Actually, actually, I think you can do that. I'm, yeah, because sure, but... on the title screen, some like it says like press options to join. Um, yeah, I'm gonna boot the game up real quick and take a look at it. So I think probably you can do, like, people locally playing online. Uh, I'm not positive. Uh, I think Transformed 
would let you either play locally or online, and it had a similar like press options to join or press start to join back then. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I think this game also has that. So also, I don't know. But yeah, I, I, one way or another, like it is like a critical flaw that you need six people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because because <laughs> I can't convince five of my friends to boot up Team Sonic Racing. You know, I can yeah. convince maybe two of them. But, like, if we're in a group of six people, somebody's going to be like, let's please do something else. Something I wanted to mention that I forgot about is that in terms of, like, stage choice, they recycle a lot from the first game. They do. Yeah. yeah. Like, they use all three themes from the other one and, like, omit a few. Like, they use Death Egg instead of the third Final Fortress, which those stages aren't even a part of the cups. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, like, fully separate. And for, like, the... The beach level they used two from regular and then they used the transformed one and got rid of like you know the the water part so and i kind of wish they reused like the starlight carnival stage and the sky sanctuary but like they did yeah. add like a rooftop run and a desert theme which was nice and a planet wisp mm -hmm. yeah visually the stages overall seemed a little more tame than in transformed and i yeah i'm kind of okay with that because this game is like a lot less gimmicky than those games yeah, even mm -hmm. the first one, I'd say, like the first one seemed like a little bit more gimmicky than this one, but this one seems like very, very focused on like the nitty gritty mechanics of driving, especially when you include the team environment. Like, you, I don't think a lot of people would want to be distracted by the surrounding stage because you have so much to focus on while you're playing this game. Mm. Like the decision making tree is a lot more complicated than just like turn well and drift a lot, and I think that yeah. because of that, it maybe makes sense to like subdue the stages a bit. You know, you know what I realized? What's that? I think maybe the reason I prefer Transformed over the other two games is kind of because I play it on a quote-unquote more legitimate console than the other two. Because I have regular on the Wii, and I've got, tr and I've got race team racing on the Switch. I mean, yeah, that they would... they don't exactly have the most optimized, like, ways of playing. Yeah, your controller is going to suck on those kind of no matter what, because the GameCube controller is not great for anything besides GameCube games. <laughs> Well, also, I only play, <laughs> I only played the game with the Wii wheel like a scrub. Okay, that's fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just looked it up. Uh, Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed has around twenty four characters. Um, I say around because some of them are platform exclusive and DLC, etc. But right. twenty two at minimum, uh, without without DLC and platform exclusivity. Which I think was why I felt as though this... A part of why I felt as though this game was sort of lacking characters. Mm. Yeah, I definitely think... Justifiably so. Yeah, like, when you compare it to, like, another game in the series, it's gonna, like, feel worse because of that if it's, like, a downgrade in any capacity. It it sort of feels like it's scaled down in multiple regards relative to Racing Transformed. Um, I don't know. I think that the only area where it's, like, objectively, like, worse, quote-unquote... Because there is some debate on, like, inflated character rosters and whether mm. or not they're always a good thing. But I definitely think that, like, that's the only way that for sure it is a downgrade. Yeah. Because I do think it's more polished. Yeah, I was going to say the levels look better, I think. They're just yeah. simpler. And the cars definitely look way better. Oh, my God. Cars, cars look, look better. significantly better, yeah. The cars look like, sick. I'm, I'm looking at Sonic's car in Transformed, and I'm like, ew. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck am I looking at? And, like, every <laughs> everyone's car has, like, a little more personality in this game yeah and unfortunately no one is in, in a motorcycle but that ultimately doesn't matter <laughs> yeah yeah 
And then the mods, like, let you customize your car. Like, the, the customization on the cars is super cool. I, I feel like everything that you need in this game is, like, perfected. And then there's just not a lot of, like, fluff and bonus stuff, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. But, yeah, that's I think that's uh, Sonic Team Racing. Is there anything else you guys want to say? Uh, I no. think that's it. We just have one game left, right? It is Mario and Sonic at the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games. Going out on a high note. It's a game that that failed to predict the future. Yeah, I was gonna say it's interesting because <laughs> this is like one of the few ways you can experience the 2020 Olympics. Oh man, good stuff. So you can send your emails to no spin dash zone at gmail.com. Let us know how you're feeling. Tell us how your day was. <laughs> we also have a Twitter. It is at no spin dash zone on twitter.com. I, I literally just made a tweet on the Twitter. Like right now? Like during our recording. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh you can also follow me on Twitter at Isaiah Games. That's I S I A H Games. Follow me at Charlie's Horse where things happen or not. <laughs> That's the one. Just just however I feel. Whatever I feel like retweeting. It's either art or political. But art is political. But no 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 no. Bok bye. Hey, you're the one who usually yells at us for saying Buck. It's but true. What a super peel out you later. Spin, yeah. spin you later. <laughs> slingshot you later. Slingshot you later. Charlie, this tweet is really good. All right. Bye, bye everybody. Bye. Bye.